transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island.
hopefully you're in a dancing mood when you tuned in. That didn't disrupt the flow. Uh, that there is from Bocolo Insegne, and it is called Nabele, and it opens Make Me an Island, number five, music from Kenya. On today's show, a very tenuous link, but the sound of Burning Spear, first two albums on the Studio One label, Burning Spear is in fact an award given by the Kenyan Army. We're grateful for those types of links. Desperate, maybe. A couple of sunshine tunes, starting with Los Icos del Sol. Si te gustó, dímelo. Si me adoras, dímelo. Si te gustó, dímelo. Si me adoras, dímelo. Si me odias, si me odias, si me odias, dímelo. Si me odias, si me odias, si me odias, dímelo. Me desprecias, dímelo. No me quieres, dímelo. Me aborreces, dímelo. No te gustó, dímelo. Una poca de gracia y otra cosita Arriba y arriba 
Arriba y arriba y arriba iré, yo no soy marinero, yo no soy marinero, por ti seré, por ti seré, por ti seré. Cada vez que te miro, cada vez que te miro se me interesa la niña de los ojos, la niña de los ojos por tu pureza, kitilín, 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 que suena la campana, que suena la campana de Medellín, kitilín, kitilán. Fisherman, I'm a sailor, you've heard it uh, said many times. That's La Bamba with Hermanos Huesca, the brothers Huesca, and before that, the sons of uh, the planet Sun, Icos del Sol and Soledad. You're listening to Make Me an Island. This next tune goes out to uh, Mick Tiwok from Different Rhythm, from whom uh, I heard the art, sorry, uh, I, from whom I borrowed this tune, I guess. It's an absolutely amazing tune if you're in that dancing mood. Hopefully, you are. Jobby Valente, Disc de la Rey. Puran, 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 puran,
Speciality playing a couple of versions of the same tune. First of all, we had the original Jobby Valente, and it's called Disc de la Rey. And Jobby Valente is from the island of Martinique, right there, from the same place, Christian Yeye, and his version of Disc de la Rey. So on the show today, we're going to be talking about Burning Spear. And Burning Spear recorded two LPs with Coxone Dodd's Studio One label in the early 70s. But Coxone Dodd himself, very interesting character in that he was very much at the forefront of uh, the explosion of sound systems in Jamaica in the 1950s and uh, had been importing and playing R&B records throughout that on as many as five different sound systems. And uh, among the people he had controlling individual sound systems, Lee Scratch Perry, and uh, Prince Buster. And uh, so he was well-placed to start a label and uh, and start amalgamating the sounds, the influence of the R&B with the local Calypso sounds, and uh, in, in so doing, coming up with a brand new sound. And uh, so, so early 60s, he starts uh, uh, releasing and recording records, the likes of this one, Delroy Wilson. <laughs> Thank you. 
the 1950s, uh, the entire uh, city of, of Kingston, Jamaica, was in a dancing mood, uh, largely thanks to people like Cox and Dodd and Duke Reed, who had many sound systems operating in the city. And uh, the entire time, uh, the sort of consumption of American records uh, became uh, the kind of thing that, you know, fuels uh, huge fires. And uh, it was an incredible time to be alive. And throughout that decade, it became obvious to people, entrepreneurs like Mr. Dodd, uh, that what was needed really was a way of turning uh, that fevered, uh, feverish energy into uh, a recording industry where the exclusive rights would be theirs and hence the beginning of uh, Studio One at the end of the 50s. That tune right there by Delroy Wilson came at the beginning of the 60s but just go back another year to the very beginning and the amalgamation of sounds like I was talking about earlier. The local sounds, Calypso and Mento, uh, merging with uh, the jazz, R&B and soul sounds uh, that had been uh, rife around uh, these sound systems all, all throughout the decade. This one here was day one in that sense. Easy snapping. Theophilus Beckford.
that's where it all began. That's easy snapping. That's the sound of uh, Theophilus Beckford Coxondod at the controls. And that was a huge hit. And again, it kind of propelled the whole movement forward in terms of people making their own music. And uh, so Coxondod's system, as with the system in Duke Reed studio, uh, really was a house band and, uh, and then auditioning singers daily throughout the day. And uh, so he came up uh, with so much music over the course of uh, the following decade. Uh, among his specialities, uh, as well as incorporating all of the influences from America and uh, the local sounds, uh, was his skill with uh, vocal uh, harmonies and uh, and reminiscent, I think, of, of lots of doo-wop and barbershop. And uh, so that became one of his specialities. And also in, in terms of uh, his replication of, of some of the great soul uh, singers, um, he was uh, incredible uh, at that too. And uh, this is a good example, I think, from somewhere in the middle of the 60s. We're kind of leading up uh, to the sound of Burning Spear, which came in the early 70s. But this one um, is by Ken Parker, and uh, it's called How Strong. If I was a son of Studio One, that's how strong. And I just remembered that back in the days uh, in a previous life when I was on the actual radio, this is the radio, but back in that day uh, on Today FM, I used to play uh, Benny King, um, Stand By Me, right next to that tune. And you can see really the influences weren't just in terms of, uh, of the sound, but very often directly uh, from the actual tune itself. Um, so let's skip forward a little while uh, to the early 70s, um, leave, uh, as well as 
the houseband system, uh, he also had uh, a team of people working as engineers and making the most of very rudimentary equipment and uh, not just making the most of it, but coming up with an incredible sound uh, with what they were given. Um, so, early 70s, uh, Bob Marley has passed through uh, Studio One at this time, and he's from the village of St. Anne in Jamaica, um, and he recommends uh, to Coxone this man, Winston Rodney, who became Burning Spear. And, uh, and the first uh, record is kind of a, an amalgamation of, of recordings that had happened uh, throughout the previous few years. So any time, I would imagine, from 1970 onwards, these recordings were made. Um, the Heptones, uh, whom uh, were uh, one of uh, Studio One's biggest uh, success stories, um, Rupert Hines and Delroy Wilmington, uh, supported Burning Spear on this album, so people moved around all the time uh, in that system, uh, but they were very much key parts of the first two Burning Spear records, which are the ones we're talking about, um, so they are to the fore here on this record. Let's hear something. This is Fire. Happy song. We will be out 
the Riverside. That's the sound of Burning Spear from Studio One Session, the first record. Uh, so that album, right? The thing is that um, in, in my own uh, sort of uh, history of uh, love and music, I kind of thought there's only one certainty, and that is that Astro Weeks is always going to be the number one record. But then I heard that record. So I want to send a special greeting out to Guillermo, who actually introduced me to Burning Spear. And uh, a few years after that, which was a pretty big deal, I must say, um, I was playing at Electric Picnic. You know, are you familiar with the Electric Picnic? Anyway, um, way back and at Electric Picnic, and I was doing a thing with uh, kind of a group I'd put together at the time called Paris. So uh, we were doing gigs in Body and Soul, but at the at one particular picnic, we got the opening slot on the main stage on the Friday. And uh, so I got to sound check on the, the, the main stage um, on the sort of same specs, the Roxy Music's monitors, more or less. And uh, and I had that record. And, and my friend Guillermo, who had introduced me to the album, had come to the picnic with me. And he was the only one in that giant field uh, listening uh, to Burning Spear as I played every single track from that album. Anyway, a big moment in a big field, Burning Spear. On the subject of, uh, so skip forward a year to 1974 and he makes a second record with Studio One and it's called um, Rocking Time, but I just want to read a little bit uh, from a column that I uh, wrote, Sunken Treasure, back in the day in the Irish Times. Um, so this is about uh, the sound of this record, the one from 1974. Bob Marley and Winston Rodney were born within a few weeks of each other in the same parish of St. Anne in Jamaica in 1945. From a tidal wave of exceptional voices that swept across the island in the 1960s, theirs still ring out as arguably the two most resonant of them all. Their characteristically tender and deeply soulful tones sprang from common ground. Rodney had taken the name Burning Spear by the time Marley recommended him to producer Cox on Dodd and his Studio One label in 1969. Dodd was adept at layering vocal harmonies in styles reminiscent of the American soul music that inspired so many of the artists who came knocking at his door. The success of the Wailers and the Heptones gave Dodd a blueprint for crafting tunes where the beat stirred dancing feet and the singers always shone. Burning Spear went on to enjoy far greater commercial success after he left Studio One for the Island label, but the recordings he made in Brentford Road were groundbreaking. There's a rawness to them that only serves to accentuate their innate spirituality. They also capture his mellifluous, soul-drenched voice in a way that has never been bettered. Rocking Time is the second of two imperious LPs from this period. The singing on this record is a joy to behold. Dodd pitched Rodney's voice with the bass and tenor backing vocals of Rupert Wilmington and Delroy Hines. The mix is intoxicating. Together they conjure harmonies that are heaven sent. The haunting weeping and wailing is a high point. The lead vocals tremble with feeling and the ache in his voice is utterly disarming. The prayer-like words are delivered with affecting passion. This is a gospel song set to a rumbling reggae beat. It's a tune worth treasuring, a jewel and a keeper. Bailing, dashing of things, 
yourself to play. Got yourself to play. Stop to run. Beg you to do right. It's gonna be weeping and bailing out. Now she not this. Weeping and wailing. Now she not this. Weeping and wailing. time 1974 on the studio one label and that's weeping and wailing we're going to get back to that story in a little while uh, i think for me anyway what was uh, really striking about that discovery was uh, you know having previously been pretty much uh, very i would say somewhere between very interested and obsessed with reggae music and seven inches and uh, collecting those singles um i was really struck by just how complete those two burning spear albums are absolute stone cold classics we're going to get back to it in a little while 
things were in the Caribbean. Caribbean. Let's jump over to Tobago for Mighty Shadow for a little while.
Mighty by name and Mighty by nature, that's for sure. Uh, that is Mighty Shadow and uh, from the island of Tobago. And that's one called That Soka Boat. You're listening to Make Me an Island uh, with me, Donald Aneen, and hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, you can get in touch, in fact. I think the best way possibly is uh, through the medium of Facebook, and uh, you'll find me there. And also you can find me on Twitter at Deneen's Parish. And uh, so I'm also going to be uh, giving out a new email looks like uh, yeah i'll get back to you on that one let's go to ethiopia before we go back to burning spear colonel lemma de seme Call 
that's Carnal to You, Carnal Lemma, Disembeo, that's Estala Walu, and uh, that's taken from Ethiopique's volume 8. He was actually in the uh, uh, army until he died and uh, was uh, very much um, uh, working in that field, as well as arranging music for likes of Mahmoud Ahmed, some of the greats of Ethiopian music. And he himself just loved how he sings on that beautiful tune there. You're listening to Make Me an Island. I said it was Make Me an Island, uh, number five. In actual fact, it's number six. And as well as getting our uh, email together and those lines of communication, uh, it may have uh, already passed. Uh, you may have noticed the fact that I'm not exactly in a soundproofed room here, but broadcasting from Mount Joyce square uh, west which uh, under normal circumstances would be utterly impossible uh, but during lockdown the traffic is such that uh, you only hear it occasionally but uh, you may have uh, caught it there kind of like the sound effects on fair city do you know what i mean let's go back to burning spear 1973 again first album people get ready Thank you. 
of uh, Burning Spear from the second album that's Rocking Time and before that we had uh, People Get Ready from the first album which is the Studio One session both produced by Cox Own Dodd and you can buy it, uh, sorry you can find both uh, on Discogs and only uh, uh, through Studio One they're uh, not available on iTunes and definitely aren't on Spotify and I uh, hope you enjoyed send, or hearing the sound of the originals and uh, and uh, that they sound okay too. Uh, so this has been Make Me an Island number six with me, Donald Dean. And uh, I said we we're kind of making it up as we go along, but maybe from tomorrow, and if not tomorrow, then definitely program number eight, we're going to have some guests on the show through the magic of all that magic technology. Thanks once more to Ian for sorting all of that out for me. And, uh, and also, of course, uh, to Kate, uh, for in all the incredible work she has done putting into getting this project ready. We've got one more tune on this particular show. We're going to say goodbye with the Nairobi sisters reaching for that thing we're all looking for, the promised land. Yeah. 